Shall we just pray as we come to look at God's word just for a few minutes together? Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege, uh, Lord, of being your people. Uh, and Lord, the privilege of marking somebody's uh, a defining moment, Father, in their journey with you. And we, we do just thank you for this morning. Thank you, Lord, that we get to watch, we get to take part, we get to pray, we get to support. And Lord, we get to be encouraged and inspired as well um, by what Joan has done. Father, we thank you for her very clear, powerful faith, Father, and how already she's had a big impact in the lives of many people in this church. And we pray that many more, Lord, will think about where they are with you and about going forward. And we just pray you'll be with us now as we spend a few minutes just looking at that reading that Jane brought us early on. In Jesus' name, amen. And when I was younger... Um, not much younger than today, obviously. Um, that was a joke. That was a Beatles joke. Never mind. Who owns them? That's the last one. I won't even try, actually. Forget it. Uh, I used to have a, re- a recurring dream as a child. Uh, in my dream, I would lose my mum. And my mum used to have a recurring dream where she managed to lose her son and uh, never get him back. But that's not, not related, I don't think. But I, I'd have this recurring dream where I would come out of school. My mum would be sort of halfway up the street. And I think, oh, mum, or mummy, probably at that stage. And, uh, and I would begin to chase after her. And then she'd turn around and walk off. Uh, I don't know if you had the same dream. And then just as she got to the corner of the road, and I'd be really sprinting, uh, she'd turn up right or left at the corner of the road. I'd get there. And when I got there, she was halfway up the next road. And the same thing would repeat itself over and over again. I never did quite catch up with my mum in my dreams. In reality, however, she's struggled to get rid of me, just ge- generically. Um, and in my house... Um, thinking of things that you can't quite get hold of. Uh, we lose things all the time in my house. Um, I like to say that I don't lose anything um, ever. You can ask Andrew if that's true at the end. Uh, but our children particularly lose things, and, uh, and they have a very unique way of looking for them. Um, we say to them the immortal words, have you checked in your bedroom? And they'll go, yeah. And you say, have you? No. And then they go up to their bedroom and they do this. Well, I've looked, and it's not there. And invariably, one of us, probably Andrea normally, will pick up a bit of paper and say, it's been there the whole time. And our reading uh, this morning that Jane read to us earlier on, Mark chapter 18, the Gospel of Mark, um, verses 10 to 14 of chapter 18, uh, is a story called The Lost Sheep. It's about something being lost that was then later found. And I'd like to read it to you again. It's only a few verses long, but Mark, Matthew chapter 18, verses 10 to 14, sorry. Jesus says, See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. This is a a story. In fact, it's more than a story. It's known as a parable of Jesus Christ. He told parables. And a parable is a story with an earthly meaning, an everyday meaning, but also has a spiritual meaning attached to it. Telling a story about a sheep wandering off is a story that everybody would have understood But Jesus is attaching a spiritual meaning. So it's an earthly story with a spiritual meaning, a deeper meaning. A story is about a man who has a hundred sheep and one of them decides one day to wander off, to just wander off for no particular reason. And it's quite a key word, wanders off. I wonder how often in our lives 
uh, either by we make the, that we make the mistake of wandering off. Maybe we're in a, a relationship or we wander off from a challenge or we wander off from God. We just wander off because over there, maybe the grass seems a little bit greener and we think, I'll wander over there and see if my life will get a bit better. And almost always we discover that life isn't always better the other side. I suspect for some of Jesus' hearers, this story would have been quite a common problem. Many people were um, shepherds, many of them would have kept sheep, and uh, that would have been quite a regular problem to have had that one pesky sheep that wanders off when you're trying to herd all hundred in the right direction. Jesus asked a question, he said, what do you think to mean simply, what does a good sheep keeper do when one sheep wanders off? Well, the answer for his hearers is obvious. He makes sure 99 is safe, he goes and looks for it. For us in the 21st century, we might give a different answer. Forget the one sheep, you've still got 99, who cares, eh? What's one sheep? But Jesus' followers and his people of his culture, sheep were an important commodity. So you go and look for the one. And when he finds it, we read, he is overjoyed, more overjoyed than the 99 that were safe. And when we find things that were once lost, we're overjoyed. I've got a confession to make. When I was about 13 years old, I had a friend, that's not my confession, um, my friend John Burton, we were best friends. And he came over once, we were just hanging out, uh, doing something in my bedroom, and uh, five pounds dropped out of his pocket. This is, this is quite good, I'm getting this off my chest here. And, uh, and I thought it would be funny to hide it in my pocket, which is what I did. So I put five pounds in my pocket, he went home, I promptly forgot that I'd done that. And about three or four days later, he phoned me up and he went, oh, I had that five pound note, because at 13, five pounds like 50 pounds, isn't it? And he said, I've lost it. Have you seen it at all in your house? I had a strange memory at the back of my mind and my hand went back in the same trousers that I was wearing four days later and I felt that vague outline of a five pound note and I thought, oh man, what have I become? I've stolen five pound from my friend who I thought would be funny. And I said, I think I even put the phone down to have a look. And uh, I had a look and then I phoned him back and said, guess what, John? Happy days. I found your five pound note and to my shame it actually gets worse. He was so overjoyed that he actually insisted on buying me something as a reward for finding his five pound note. (laughs) I feel a bit disappointed in myself. It's good to get these things publicly off your chest actually. I've got a whole list but we haven't got time for that. Um, But this story of this lost sheep is so simple with such a clear point. In a sense, it's kind of Joan's story. It's certainly my story and the story of many people in this room. You see, that sheep was lost. Joan has felt lost. I felt lost in my past. Spiritually, and I know for Joan, there was a period of uh, physical lostness as well. At verse 10, Jesus begins this story with a challenge. He says, do not despise one of these little ones. Do not despise them. And not just to mean children, but to mean all people who are his. And Jesus says, do not despise my people. Don't. Joan has had a long, hard road leading up to this morning, and I guess at times felt feelings of loneliness, maybe even despair. And just like that lost sheep, maybe feeling even fragile and lost. And don't we all feel like that at times? Don't we all feel those emotions, lost in a crowd, wounded by life's situations? Maybe we feel simply insecure, wondering why on earth we've become what we've become not knowing where to turn or who to turn to. But this story is beautiful in its simplicity and powerful in its clear message. The message is that the sheep that was once lost, when it was feeling most fragile, most alone, most forgotten, when it was feeling most at its lowest, the truth was its owner was already searching to bring it home. 
This is the beautiful truth of this parable of Jesus, that when we feel lost, God is there, that God is already reaching out, already searching, calling us by name, we believe, toward him, toward his love, toward the cross of his son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life and rose again so that we could live forever and be forgiven for all the things we've done. In those difficult years, God was searching for Joan. Her poem, which I have to say is probably one of the most beautiful poems I've ever had the privilege to hear, actually alludes to that very point, doesn't it? I never knew it was you, which I think is probably just such a wonderful thing to have written. God was calling her to now, to a life filled with the joy that you spoke about and the peace that comes only through Jesus Christ. And it is so lovely to see some of the faces of the people God has used in Joan's life to bring her to this point this morning. And you know that she loves you. You know that because you get a cuddle when you see her. Which uh, I've also been included in that group, which is quite nice. I like that. Uh, not enough people cuddle me at this church, but don't, don't feel you've got to. That's, it could be very awkward, couldn't it? Um, so this is my testimony. This story is Joan's testimony. It's a story of being found by our God, our King, and our Saviour. In verse 14, Jesus says, In the same way, when that sheep has been found, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. The message of today is simply this, that the lost can be found. This is the core of Christianity. This is why God sent his son 2,000 years ago. It wasn't to create a nice religious class of very dull people who occasionally go to church. God sent his son Jesus with a very specific message to seek and to save that which was lost, to save those who are lost. In one, Psalm 139, there is a most wonderful verse. It says, uh, the, the writer of Psalm 139 talks about being lost in the darkness. He says, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be not dark to you, and the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. God sees us even in our darkest places, even in those corners of life where we think no one can spot us. God is already there. The darkness does not hold God back, trust me. God desires to bring even the furthest away close to his love. In verse 13, Jesus says of this shepherd, if he finds it, the sheep, truly I tell you, he is happier about the one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. We so often talk about our joy, what makes us happy. But this passage tells us a different sort of joy. And when we return to God, whom we were made in his image to know him personally, when we return to him, no matter who we are, what we've done, how far away we drifted or how close we were, God is overjoyed when we become Christians and follow his son, Jesus Christ, every single one. We are all his handiwork. Whether we believe that or not, God crafted every single one of us and his heart's desire is that every single one would know him properly again. I remember a brilliant Warburton's advert. Uh, It was on a few years ago. I think I played it at church a long time ago. And in the advert, it reminds us that every single loaf of bread matters to to Warburton's. And I want to play it to you because I just felt when I watched this on telly that this was God's heart for every single human being that would turn and know him. You get, you get the point. It's worth it, well worth it in the end. <laughs> but the message is that every single loaf matters to Warburton's. And the message this morning and from this parable is that every single person matters to God. 
And sometimes we can feel too lost. Sometimes we feel that we're too lost and God can't reach us. Maybe we're lost in the pain of the past, lost in a bad relationship or a bad decision that keeps coming back. People feel, they look at their life and they wonder what it's all for. Maybe they feel lost in that sense of what's the point? What am I here for? Who am I? People can be lost in all those kinds of decisions as well and those feelings. We're all lost spiritually, the Bible says, and we all need the forgiveness and the cleansing of Jesus Christ that God provided all those years ago. And just like sheep, all of us can wander off and find ourselves down a blind alley or one of life's dead ends. They're all symptoms of being far from God. But to Peter, Chapter 3, verse 9, tells us something wonderful about the one that made everything. It says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. We know that God is calling all of us from darkness into light. And God has done a most amazing thing to bring salvation to any and all who would choose him in John 3:16, the most famous verse in the Bible says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life." And what was true of that sheep is true of Joan. What was true of Joan is true of me. And what's true of me is true of many people in this church, and can be true for every single human being on the planet. That what was once lost can be found. What was once broken can be fixed what was once despairing can know joy unspeakable we needn't stay away god desires all of us to return to be saved and to know his forgiveness he is calling all of you home this afternoon this morning we're going to pray as we sing our final song um, as we come to the end of our service should we pray father god we thank you lord for this morning thank you lord for the Uh, just for these words that we've read from Matthew chapter 10. We thank you, Lord, that when we're lost, you do look for us. Father, you give us opportunities to respond to the message of your son, his death and resurrection. Father God, we have to decide to want to come home. But Lord, you are doing the searching. Even when we're most lost, I believe, Lord, your voice is calling our name, calling us, Lord, saying, come home, I love you. Father God, we thank you that you have brought Joan into your kingdom. Lord, I thank you for the salvation of many people in this room. And may we all, Lord, know what it is to be uh, full of your peace and your joy forevermore. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.